Hey, this that Eastside Johnny Big Redemption like. Know what I'm talking about? Hold up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Alrighty, the Alberton Rap Podcast at you with the review of Port Adelaide versus North Melbourne. Uh, Fort, uh, Alberton Rap brought to you by thecreed1870.com. The, that is thecreed1870.com. Your source for all your Port Adelaide independent fan news, merch, podcast, everything. Uh, there you are. Let's have at it. It is the review. Uh, North Melbourne versus Port Adelaide. Um, a you know, let's get right into it. Another one of those games. Um, we weren't perfect. Port Adelaide were not perfect, um, but we were getting closer to where we want to be. Um, I think I think it's um, safe to say that since uh, you know, obviously we had that um, little hero, we St Kilda, then uh, Western Bulldogs was okay, and then we um, you know played against Mel- Melbourne up and then and, and destroyed Melbourne, and then that game against Richmond that was you know the game of the year for everyone. Uh, neutrals and neutrals and Port Adelaide fans like it was Richmond at Adelaide Oval and the fans, the 10,000 fans, sounded like 50,000 and it was just one of those games that made you forget that 2020 has been a fucking shit show. Um, you know, but, you know, apart from the umpiring that day, that is, <laughs> and the less we say about that, the better. Um, but then we fell back to earth against Geelong and then since then, you know, you know, Hawthorne, um, scoring shots do show. That we were, pro- you know, you know, bad kicking is bad footy, and you got to you got to take chances. And we, you know, Hawthorne they stayed in the game, and it was a close one. And Sydney was the same. And um, I think it's fair to say that um, look, well, we'll put it out there. Like the overall footy we're playing is pretty good, but forward fifty uh, conversion, um, our injuries, and our, and our, our usage of our forward fifty players has not been. Great over the past few weeks, and um, you know it's 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 a game like North Melbourne that we were really looking to show what we could do because you know the, you know the 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 very basic fan thing is you know you're playing a shit team if you're a good team destroy them um, and you know the first quarter we look like we might do that you know the, the start of the and the start of the first quarter it was um, North Melbourne's pressure was good and um, and then we struggled for a little bit there but we exerted our, exerted our dominance towards the end of the quarter and ended up with an eighteen point lead at quarter time. That's perfect when you're playing a shit team that might be uh, just putting a little bit forward for you and making you giving yourself something to think about. If you can come out of that after the first, you know, five ten minutes of the quarter and they're they're giving you something to think about, and but then you 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 work through that and um, get through and have an eighteen point lead at the, the end of the first quarter. It's just like you know, job done uh, for the first quarter. That is, and uh, you got something to build on and you move forward from there. And second quarter. Look, I enjoy beer. I love beer. Beer and me, we go a long way back in life. And, uh, you know, something I've utilized um, in moments of joy in my life. But almost also at moments of, of deep peril. And uh, at the end of the second quarter, it was a moment of deep peril for my life. 
Um, look, it's just, and you can you can just see it in that. You can just see it in that play. Like we we go through periods where it's just you you, you see we, we we utilize pressure so well that when we drop that and. It, and I'm not going to sit there and say these players should be bringing that pressure 100 percent of the time on the field because it is hard. Like, and I want to see it, but it's hard because they're humans and it is hard to bring that level of pressure. But it's it is still a balancing act of football, and and that's what the best teams do is they can balance when they when they take the foot off the gas a little bit and like and they have to take a breather with the with the amount of pressure they're exerting on the opposition is that that you have a game plan that lets you limit like lets you play a way that you can take the foot off the gas and just an ebb and flow a game you know you dictate the pace of the pace of the game and this is where the second quarter is it is there's a little bit of duck under me there because because on one hand we didn't at all do much with the ball um we really fell away with that and and you know it's the second quarter of this game is when we could have really put the game away then in the second quarter and unless instead of when we eventually did in the third quarter um, but you know, we, we didn't really do, but the thing is we held on as well. And that's where I, I have a real interesting uh, quandary in how I, how I evaluate this game is that we, we didn't exert the pressure we should have to, um, to really put the game away in the second quarter as we were, you know, building towards at the end of the first quarter and, you know, so you, you put the game away at halftime and, you know, you see a team like Geelong that do that to Essendon, um, you know, they were up by 59 points at halftime and then he ended up going on to win by 66. But they had the job done at halftime. And that's what you want to do as a as a footy team um, building towards finals is, you know, put games away early and uh, not have to worry about, not have to worry about the result going into the third quarter because you, you don't want to be sitting there at halftime up by 15 points or whatever we were, you know. It's just, it's... Look, you want to be up halftime. That's what I'm saying. It's just that you want to you want to be up comfortably when you when you have the ability to be able to do that. And it is um, very obvious uh, when you watch that first half, uh, the first quarter um, particularly, we were by far the better team. And then the second quarter, we fall away with our pressure and our and our skills a little bit. You know, it's a, it's a second guessing footy. Um, and you see it when we're playing well. It's just it's fluid. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things when you're a fan. You know, it's very easy to be an armchair supporter, and that's why I'm um, with this podcast. I want to try and stay away from being like, this is what they should have done. But you can just see the things that they, you know what they can do, um, but they weren't doing it. It was, it was hesitation footy and, and, and a little bit of just, you know, the wrong decisions here and there and, and not taking that, you know, and being cautious uh, when you didn't need to be cautious. Um there are things, uh, there are things innate in our and in our footy abilities as a footy team at the moment. Um, we do have the skills to be, to be able to, uh, to be brave with the footy. Um, we we do have the ability to do a lot more um, in the in these moments when, when we are cautious and a, and a handball and a handball is just delayed by that second because there's a little bit, whether it's a little bit of uh, second guessing, I don't know what it is in those moments. Um, it's hard to put a finger on, without just. Um, Beyond just me sitting here and just saying, the com- the 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 differences I see when uh, I watch our third quarter and I just see the the handballs and the and the kicks that just uh you you see them they take the ball in hand and they're turning to kick or handball, 
um, and they just know whether that their uh, fellow fellow um, true believer is going to be on the field, and they, they and they're already measuring the kick or handball in their mind before they turn around, and, and then it's and then it's on the foot or the hand, uh, then and there, and um, and that's brave footy, and then you just see that in those moments, in those second quarter moments, um, uh, and it's not like it's not to say that I don't think North Melbourne's pressure was exuberant um, in the second quarter. They certainly were. North Melbourne were were valiant. I'm not going to say that they were um, traffic cones, um, um, and I'm certainly not going to disparage them as a team um, that were looking like they just completely didn't give a shit about the game. You know, they really were um, putting some effort in here and there around the ball. So, uh, but you could just see a difference between second and third quarter of Port Adelaide's footy. That uh, just the differences in how they they, they attack the game, and um, and that's, that's it's not a concern um, in this game in particular because Port Adelaide were always going to win this footy game of footy when you when you see the way they finished that that first quarter and then even when you watch that second quarter look it wasn't good and um, me at halftime as a as a panicky fan at times I I sit there and go God and you know, this is a thing with a game like this is you when you give a team a sniff um, you know if, if North Melbourne come out in that third quarter and really gave it even a, a more more of a crack. And they certainly did get a good crack, and um, there was a moment where uh, they had a free kick and they missed, and then we went down and scored. They kicked that goal, and you know it could have been a very close game, but we were able to break it away. And um, was a blistering um, second half of that third quarter, and um, really good footy there. And we'll get to that in a moment. But you know, when you get a bit of team a sniff at halftime, um, it doesn't take much for a couple of goals. You know, defensive breakdown here and there, and and we did have that. You know, some jittery footy early in that third quarter where. Um, you know, Motlop kicked it back, and you know, um, you know, just lazy kicks, and and there was a, you know, they got it back to within nine points, and that's that's when you get into a game that turns can turn into a game of attrition at times, and and that's and you don't want to be in that position in the third quarter because that's where it's where it can get rough, and that's where it can get that's where it can get tough, rough and tough footy that you don't want to be involved in against a team that is well below you in the ladder and a team that you should, you know, ostensibly be beating uh, comfortably. Uh, and even if it's not like a 80-point win or a 60-point win, you should just be comfortably in front of them by four or five goals throughout the game. You know, get in front early and just hold that. But when you're in the third quarter and you're only up by a couple of goals, and, you know, it's, it's not a place that you want to be as a footy team because you need to... Because then, then you're, you, you're having to work hard late in the game to... Um, to make sure make sure of a result, and uh, that's what that's where my concern was at halftime. You know, I was just, sit, just sitting there thinking, you know, with these these guys going to have to work really hard in this third quarter to make sure the result comes, and um, and you know, you'd you'd rather be up by you know five six goals at halftime and just be able to maintain a lead. Uh, you know, just just work your way towards the result in that sense, rather than have to really you know really really hit it in that third quarter because you, you're just extending that amount of time on these bodies that are already being um, unseasonably tested by this crazy schedule of 2020 with COVID and all that. Um, you know, because sports science, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to pretend I understand all that stuff, but I understand now, you know, the, these bodies are being managed and, um, you know, it's, you know, you want to you want to have to, you don't want to have to be able to take your foot off the gas, but you, I mean, that's what, this is what professional sports is. It's being, you know, the honest appraisal of how we work with professional sports is like, you know, if you're a good team playing a shit team, you want to be able to get a result early um, so then you can coast through the end of the game because you don't want to have to, you know, see it in Premier League football or or um, 
the NFL or the NBA, you know, if a team gets, you know, if a good team gets out to a, you know, if the Lakers are up by um, 30 points, um, or the, um, I mean, the Warriors were really good at this back in their golden age with um, Curry, and, Curry and Clay, and then, you know, when they got, um, you know, Kevin Durant in there, it was like, you know, if they're up by 25 with 10 minutes to go in the fourth, you weren't seeing fucking Curry and Clay and Kevin on the court. It was, you know, Sean Livingston and those blokes were out there ripping, ripping threes because they could just go out there and shoot their shots because it didn't matter because their team was up at 25 and they weren't losing. And if they did start, the result did start somehow dropping, then they'd fucking throw them back out there and then, you know, a couple of, you know, it was just, that's, that's sports around the world. You know, you get the result done early and then you can coast and that's how it's done. And that's what my concern was at halftime of this game. But, to the Port Adelaide Football Club's credit, um, you know, we weathered a bit of a st- again. The start of the third quarter was a little bit of there was a little bit. Um, North Melbourne came out hard, um, but the sign of the good footy team that we love was there because we just, I mean, the blistering five six minutes of footy. Yeah, you had wines, and this is this is the thing that this game. When you sit, look at the stats at the end of the game, you realise that when these guys play well, it's, a, it's the usual names. You know, you got Travis Boak, who, um, again, I think I said in our, um, the previous podcast about the, the re-signings that if Travis Boak doesn't win the Brownlow, we riot, hashtag. Um, you know, he's he's going 34 touches, you know, just just <laughs> aging like Travis Boak. Um, you know, Rockliffe had 30, Ollie had 30, Hartler had 20-odd, uh, Burn Jones had 20-odd, um, Robbie Gray had 20 disposals. You know, you look at the top six disposal getters, um, you know, 20 plus along those names, you know, Boke, Rockliffe, Wines, Hartlett, Darcy Byrne Jones. You know, he's just having a just a breakout year for a young a guy that's still a young player. Um, and then Robbie, obviously, um, you know, an aging fella, um, but still, you know, he's and uh, someone who was lamented a bit earlier in the year with not being up, but you know, we I think we're starting to realize that this guy's playing a new role for our team because he ain't going to be the Robbie Gray that we knew a few years ago. Um, he has in him. But he's not going to be able to do that at a consistent basis any, anymore. But um, he's he's getting his touches and and providing, um, just providing that Robbie Gray magic around the field that we that we need. Uh, that third quarter had that you know Wines kicked a couple, Boat kicked one, uh, Dixon you know uh, you know again you know he kicked that that wonderful goal um, that opening goal of ours uh, where Boat dropped it in into him where he was being held and manhandled. Um, I talked about it in the the uh, the resignings pod that um, this is a bloke that's being you know manhandled more than anyone in the competition and still managed to get his goals and you know he got that one in the first quarter but then he he kicked a really t- one from a good angle um, at the start of that run in the third quarter and really um, you know just just when you get, you got blokes like that then and then you know Sam Papapapa was playing great again you know and he, um, particularly Papapapa's uh, kicking efficiency is really um, impressive it was impressive in this game. Um, you know, a couple of really good kicks to advantage and that. So this kind of stuff we really need to be doing um, is those kicks to advantage. It's where we really got destroyed by Geelong um, was they, they knew how to play our defence um, with the kicks to advantage um, with how we were playing defence in that game. And um, that's what we, we, we need to be get better at exploiting. And you can see we really did a bit of that in that third quarter and just it just worked out where we needed to place the footy to, to best utilise our forward play. And, um, and that really worked well. Um, you know, Carl Amon having a, again career best year. Um, and there's something really, really impressed with. Uh, it's something that I said a lot back when, back when Hawthorne were good. Um, you know, there's their kicking, there's just their ability to get the ball forward at all costs. Um, 
It's something Scott Lysett did a couple of times in this game, and it's one that was really exemplified in that period. A period of play we were really dominating. Um, I think Ollie had just kicked goal from about 50 with a set shot. Um, that had been set up by, I think, I think Butters set him up from, um, you know, a little bit of play around the forward line, and Butters just had it near around 50, and he just he just kicked to a better kick. You know, he knew Ollie had distance from 50, and... Good kick it. So, you know, great decision making there from a young player, the Butters. Um, I'll, I'll talk to him. I'll talk about him a bit in a moment because he deserves deserves um, some some buttering up for um, how great his game was, uh, despite the obviously obvious uh, um, tribunal tribunal chat. Uh, but um, yeah, Ollie Ollie had just kicked that goal from fifty set shot just to really just put the boot into it and um, swung it inside the right hand post. Uh, but then we, we we get a centre bounce, obviously, um, after the goal, and um, you know it comes down and and, and just comes to light. It's just it's just it's just on the ground, and Lysett just laces his boot into it and gets it to around the forward fifty, and then you know handball handball or two later, and it's in in Boke's hands from about thirty five to just you know bend one in from a slight angle on the run, and uh, and you know that's the goal that put us forty points up when we we're you know only been sorry uh, yeah forty points up when we we're only been you know twenty eight points up like two minutes previous. You know, you get that set shot uh, for a goal, and then you get the center bounce where um, your ruckman taps it down. But then, and then you, and then, but then is has the ability on the ground to just lace the boot into it, get it forward. And something that I used to love about Hawthorne's game, um, not that I loved a lot of things about Hawthorne's game, but part of what their ruthlessness was was keeping the ball moving at all costs, and that is just lacing the boot into it when it's on the ground, and that's all you can do. You know. Um, I think it's an underrated part of footy is like when when you can just lay, you know, because it's. Uh, it's not. It's not like teams don't expect it, but just just when the ball comes, you know, when defenders are watching what's going on up ahead, and the ball's around on the ground, you're not expecting the ball to suddenly fly off the fly off the deck and come forward at your thirty meters very quickly. And that's what just a quick a quick boot off the deck just does. And um, you know, I'm not breaking any breaking any, breaking any boundaries here. It's just it's just one of those things that I love to see in a in a team that is playing well. If you can just just move the ball forward like that, it's just so because you you got players you, you're trusting in your forwards to know what to do when it's coming forward quickly like that, and uh, and we certainly utilised it then and um, ending up in a goal and 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 Lysett did that wasn't the only time Lysett did a couple of times in that game and um and it, I saw it a couple of times and it's just that's just what you need in a footy team is that kind of that kind of play is really important in a team that can play and can adapt quickly to changing situations on the field is it's a, it, you really need that and um. You know, Lysett's, uh, you know, we've had a, a rough year as far as um, just uh, his body, you know, we're, we're still worried about how's that knee's going and I'm going to be good. It's, I'm glad we've gotten through this little COVID suspension of Houston and Laddam so they haven't to worry about too much about missing that big man because uh, Lysett's um, been on the field while Laddam's has been out and now Laddam's is available again, which is great. But um, Lysett's um, been, you know, has been handy and um, obviously as a ruckman, but as well as um, just that kind of stuff on the field is really good, and that's that's why he's, I think part of the reason why he's so highly t- highly respected as a as a ruckman at Port Adelaide because it's not just, you know, for a big man he does a lot around the field and um, he's really handy to have, and, and and that kind of play is just what you want out of your out of your team, you know, it's that kind of stuff. Those are those one percenters that you you can't you can't. Can't te- like you're not teaching that. That's just a that's just a footy play and that's a footy brain and that's what you need. Need in your squad is um, that footy brain doing that kind of work. So uh, really happy with that to see that kind of thing out of a Port Adelaide team at the moment because that's the kind of thing that's going to take you far in finals. 
um, take you far as a footy team is um, having that uh, wherewithal to, you know, just to, just to make those one percent of plays that make all the difference. Because that that turned, um, you know, we we kicked a goal from a set shot, got the percent of bounce, and then uh, moved it forward quickly by utilizing that kind of play, and um, and it ended up with another goal. And you know, it turned a twenty eight point lead into a forty point lead, and pretty much put the game out of came out of reach in a very very quick amount of time. Um, and that's what you got to do as a good footy team, and, and especially when you're struggling in a game. When you're not struggling, but you're just in a game against a team that's well below you, but they're putting the pressure on a little bit. You know, you got to you got to utilize your skills in that sense to um, make the game, make the game yours. Um, take the game, take the game away from the opposition. All right, um, just got a quick sip of my beer here. Fucking pyro laugh. Beautiful drop. Alrighty. Uh, Zach Butters. Look, we'll get we'll get it out of the way real quick. Look, concussions in footy are um a very serious issue. Um I'm not gonna shy away from my belief that um concussions uh excuse me, I've got that burp. <laughs> That's the beer coming back up there. This is pirate life's like I'm, I'm not ready to say goodbye. All right, um look, concussions in footy. Concussions in sport, um, head injuries in general, something we've got to take very seriously. Um, you know, as a as a fan of all sports around the world, um, it's been with particular interest as a, as a, an American football fan over the last ten to fifteen years, and seeing how serious it's got over there with some of the high profile players in the past that have taken their lives, and um, um, and the very serious and real issue that CTE and um, brain injuries and uh, brain trauma and head head injuries uh, in sports have had. Um, so when I see Zach Butters, um, and look, his bump was very – it was a footy play. Um, it was no, there was no malicious intent in it at all. But seeing Josh Simpkin go down the way he did, um, it, it's concerning as a footy fan because you don't want to see you don't want to see guys struggling like that. Um, and why – look, my issue – and I'll say this now. I like I, – I said uh, – I think Warren Trodere, the great Warren Gary Trodere – the man, the legend himself, um, said, you know, he hoped. I think, I think he said something on Twitter, like along the lines, he hoped Port maybe contest because when when it came down, the match review panel had um, given a two match ban um, for high impact or whatever, you know, whatever the fuck they're doing with that shit. Um, you know, two match ban, high impact, blah 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 blah. The language that they use, which I will never get. Um, he said he hoped they can... T- and look, I, I think I said with the Creed account that uh, I hope... Look, I was hoping a week. Um, I never thought... I never had any inkling that it wouldn't be anything less than a week. I was just hoping it would be nothing more than a week. You know, give him a week's... You know, he's a young player as well. You know, give him a week break. Probably be good. You know, get a week break, then come back with one more week of footy before the finals come along. Um but when it came down that Port were gonna gonna accept it and whatever, I was like, it's probably fair enough. Like they they, I just can't imagine going into the tribunal and being able to make a case that it was, you know, you're arguing you're arguing details that, especially when you're acknowledging that it was a certain impact, and you're arguing minute minute details that it wasn't. Yeah, it's just one of those things that once once it came down that they weren't gonna contest it. I was like, well, yeah, while well, I agree with Trey, I was just like, yeah, probably. It was there was a there was an impact there and 
it's a nuance of footy that it is a footy player to bump and we don't want to get the bump. We don't want to get rid of the bump in footy. Um, but you know, we, we do have to be conscious of head injuries and how, and you know, I don't want to be one of those blokes that goes, oh, back in the days, you know, <laughs> we're talking about the 89 grand final. You know, John Platten talks about to these days, you know, John Platten has a lot of issues with his mind and his memory and, and John Platten's a bloke that I've um, met as a young man and he's a great fella, but, um, you know, he struggles with his mind and his memory and, you know, we don't want to we don't want to be talking about guys like Butters and, and Boke and those guys in the future, you know, when they're 50. We don't want to be hearing the same stories from them about how they're struggling with their mind and their memory. So, um, you know, guys like Platts and, and those guys that played in those late 80s grand finals, you know, the 89 grand finals were my favourite games to go back and watch um, because as a spectacle, but when you realise what those guys went through with Brereton with fucking half his body ripped apart inside and, you know, Platts is running around with concussions and it's just like it's not actually, it's not conducive to a, a, a healthy game and uh, we gotta we got to be conscious of that and um, realise that, you know, as much as we, we don't want to see the bump um, gone from footy, but we need to see the bump utilised better. And, um, but, you know, Butters, it was a football play, um, there's nothing against him. There was no malicious intent. He just made a decision in that split second that he was going to bump when he probably he should he could, he could have. T- and that's what the AFL is trying to do is just through changing the culture a little bit, and that's what these punishments are down for. You know these match bans. It is just to try to say to the players, look, this is what you could. You know this is the consequence of making a split second decision. And, you know, if these guys have the wherewithal to make a split-second decision to bump, they can make a split-second decision to tackle. And that's what the AFL is trying to do. Doesn't mean it's, it doesn't mean it's you know, we have to cop these ones as fans. And um, I'm not happy that Butters is out for a couple of weeks. Um, but I'm not happy to see, Josh, when you see a guy like... Uh, when you see the reaction from the player immediately afterwards uh, in Simpkin get bumped and you just see him collapse to the ground like that, it's it's a worrying, worrying sign as a human being. You know, you just don't want to see a guy struggle on the footy field like that and um and particularly um I have to say the AFL needs to do better about getting guys off the field straight away after that when you know um we see it in um, other sports it's just like they stop and get the guy off the field whereas we had the runner for North Melbourne running out there like Simps Simps you're off you're off and he's just like no no I'm fine I'm fine and they're like okay wait for another moment to get him off get that this is where the AFL needs to get better is on their end is they need to have protocols in place that, you know, you stop. If there is concern for a concussion of a player, then you get the game stopped and get them off the field. Is My my main takeaway from that moment of that game was how concerned I was that he was uh, he was able to run around for another minute before they were able to get him off the field because um, the science about, you know, secondary concussions and, delay, I mean, delayed concussions is another thing, but just, just, just if he'd taken another whack in that time, I don't know. Science exactly. I just, I just know that it's not. You need to get that guy off the field. Um, so yeah, an interesting one. Um, so yeah, Butters has got to cop it. Um, happy birthday to him, by the way. This day that we're recording, uh, it is his twentieth birthday, and um, this is <laughs> he's only twenty. He's one of our best players this year. It's uh, wonderful as a Port fan right now. Um, beyond that, what a game from the young lad. Fucking hell. He throws his body around like I think I said something on Twitter, something along the lines of he looks he looks like his South Park namesake, but he plays like his King fucking Leonidas. He's out there like this 
is, I mean, where were we playing? We were playing a Metro. This is Metricon. He's just fucking, you know, he's just fucking pushing out a King Leonidas beard and standing at the hot gates of Metricon and just fucking leading the 300 Port Adelaide Thermopolans against the fucking North Melbourne Persians. It's just fucking destroyed. Like, he was ripping his body across that. And just, you know, and then there was that period around when he bumped Simpkins. He just was a man on a tear in that third quarter. Like, it's like whatever, whatever ripping Hinkley gave the squad at three quarter, uh, sorry, at halftime, he took incredibly personally. It was like, all right, coach. I'm out there. I'm going to fucking hit everyone. And he was just, he's just, and, and I think it shows that like, you know, so much, you know, tackling, you see that you see these big body blokes in the AFL, sometimes tackles them and it's just, there's some half-hearted effort. It just shows so much of footy is effort and, um, you know, butter's effort in that period of play, you know, you just, anytime there was a contest in the fucking midfield, it was just like, it wasn't even, butters wasn't even there. And it was a contest between a couple of other players and then suddenly butters is in there. Just just comes out of ripping out of the side of the screen and just fucking tears someone down. And uh and it was exemplified better than any. And it's it's you know, it's a famous image now already for the AFL circles, is like when he's gone over the ball, head over the ball, and then Zick Jack Zebel, who is a unit and a well known unit, um, been around for a long time now, um, comes in and he's he's just come back from injury and he's the captain of the shin boners, you know. It's just like this is North Melbourne Footy Club, you know, this is the team that's got the shin boner spirit, you know, you've got the the ghosts of Glen Archer and fucking those cunts like hanging over it. And and Jack Zebel's coming and taking out and you're sitting there thinking, Fuck, his butter's finally caught one that he can't handle. And then the closest the close up comes and Zebel's like, you know, head over butters and butters has just got this massive grin on his face. And just gets up. And it's just like a fucking oath. This kid's this kid's got so, like he fucking like, like this. How can you how can you contest with someone that you can rip try to rip his body off the field? And he's just smiling because he's like, I fucking love footy. <laughs> and then and I'm so I'm sitting there thinking, oh fuck, he's laughing about it. It's great. And then, you know, I'm, I'm just proud of him. And then the camera flashes back to Zebul about ten seconds later when the player stopped again. He's he's hunched over, and he's winded. And the fact the fact is that Zebul's gone in and crunched by his butters has got, gotten up after being crunched like you would have thought he's gonna break a rib. He's fine. And Zebul for some reason ten seconds later is like it's like butters is just running around with this fucking invisible sports force field around him just. Just amazing, just you know, just and a pleasure to watch in that those that fucking ten fifteen minute period where he was particularly um, out of this world. Um, and then in that period was unfortunately like that Jai Zimmerman bump. But again, I have nothing against Butters for that bump. That was a football play that just, just, just was one of those things that um, the AFL is trying to get out of the game is, or trying to get into the game is better decision making. And Butters just made the wrong decision in that moment. But it wasn't like a malicious thing, and I don't want him. And I don't think anyone wants to see him change his play. Including, I, I'm sure if you asked Dry Simkin when he wasn't concussed, he'd say the same thing because he'd be doing it. You know, it's just it's just one of those things. Um, it happens in all sports. You just sometimes uh, sometimes go a bit hard at the wrong time, and that's just what sports is. And you cop your punishment for it. Um, you know, I think my only issue I had um, when I commented on it on Twitter was the fact that the match review. Officer still allowed, uh, you know, Jack Revolt to get away with a deliberate nut punch at Tom Jonas, but you know, um, two weeks for a footy play is um, my main takeaway from how 
inconsistent these things are. But beyond that, Butters had a great game. Um, and again, just a brilliant period of play there. You know, the entire game was good. You know, he took a mark goal early and, and, and then took a mark. And I think he, yeah, I, I think I mentioned before, he set, he set Ollie up for that goal that um, got us 36 points up, um, uh, or 34 points up or whatever it was. In that period of play where we really took the game on and uh, blew it open. But, um, you know, yeah, great game for Butters. Uh, again, the, 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 the big win from the game was uh, Travis spoke again. Had a wonderful game, thirty-four touches, and just um, just raking in coaches' votes again, and really and really steadying himself for being, uh, like I said, plenty of times. Um, if he doesn't win the Brownlow, we riot. But um, in a genuine, just a just a just a point about how good his game is. You know, you you're looking at him being finishing in the top three of the Brownlow this year easily, and then, you know, like I said, um, should be winning it. Um, just because. I can't see all these games that he plays well. There's no one on the field that is going to be taking the points, uh, the votes away from me. He's a, he's a proven vote getter already. Um, you know, in 2014, he almost won it. Um, you know, just he's gonna he's gonna get the votes. Uh, and the games that he's playing, getting best on field and getting the most touches in the field. I can't imagine anyone else getting. You know, and even if he's not getting three, he's getting two. And um, you know, Dusty hasn't a great year. Um, yeah, Patrick Dangerfield's had a pretty good year, but um, I'm just talking about previous winners. Um, Lockie Neal was a big one, obviously, that people are talking about. I think he, he's a bloke that's going to get get plenty of votes from a team that is a, uh, also playing, getting winning a lot of games and playing well. But, um, yeah, I'm just, 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 we write if Boke doesn't win it. That's it. That's what it is. Um, but uh, otherwise, a really great game from the, the lads, um, you know, uh, in the moments, you know, look, it was imperfect. Uh, a second quarter was certainly an abomination in the sense that we just completely fell away. And um, the Warriors against a better team, if you if you your pressure falls away like that, um, maybe they, they, you know, North Melbourne weren't able to make us feel. You know, it went from an eighteen point lead to a fifteen point lead in that quarter, and you know, it's just not making you feel feel the uh, issues as much. Um, you know, that you're having. But uh, yeah, I you know there is that worry there that if you play a better team in that situation that they they take advantage of that and maybe go into the halftime you know if you have that same quarter against against Brisbane or Geelong that you've you, you're up by eighteen points a quarter time and maybe you go in and down at halftime after having such a quarter but then you know oppositions are oppositions are oppositions are oppositions um, you know you you play who you're playing against and you know Port maybe took that you know. We played Richmond and we've played West Coast and, we've played, you know, teams that we've beaten and, and been able to keep the pressure on when we needed to. And, you know, it is what it is. We've got to play who we are in the day. And, um, you know, in the end, at the end of the day, we went out 36-point winners against North Melbourne. We got the job done. Um, it's been a weird year for AFL, you know. it's And we're not even talking about, you know, the short the travel times and the weird the weird year that it is. Um, it's certainly having an effect on the players and we can't deny that. So... Um, look, get the job done at this point. Get the four points, and um, it's certainly a thirty-six point win is no no win to slouch about. So, uh, you know, really happy with it overall. Um, obviously imperfect, but really happy overall. There's good signs there from some of these players that we're where we are. We do have some good things coming for us um, heading into the finals. There are some good good signs for our play. It's just it's just getting together for four quarters and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, really happy with what we're doing. Um, you know. You know, just got to get it together for four quarters. You know, the stuff we're doing when we're when we're rolling is good. There's good confidence in the lads and um some some brave footy playing. Um, 
you know, utilizing their skills and their individual talents, um, but um, pulling it together for the greater cause. It's just getting to getting it going for four quarters now, and um, and making sure that when the pressure does inevitably drop, because that's what um, being human and footy players is, is just that you you have the um, you know you have the backup to be able to um, hold on. So yeah, yeah, good game. Um, that is the review, uh, the first one on the Aberdeen wrap. I'm sure I'll get better. Um, hoping to get some guests going forward, but um, these first couple of episodes, just me, lonely on me, sitting here with my pirate life, uh, having a beer and talking footy. So um, yeah. That was the Alberton Rap review. Um, we'll get going with the preview soon for the, this week's game against the Essendon Bombers, which I do have a ticket for. So I'm very, very happy to get down to the uh, the Adelaide Oval and uh, uh, see our boys play um, this weekend at 4:35. Um, so yeah, 4:35 Alberton set Alberton Central Time. Um, we got the, the game against the Bombers. So, but yeah, there will be a review coming, uh, preview coming soon. But for now, that was the review. <laughs>